feet, right? AJ's probably my height. Uh, yeah, AJ's listed. As, yeah, AJ is listed as five eleven. We know this is not true. It's we not. know he. We know he is not five eleven. He is five nine. Because any person who's listed, any dude who lists themselves, this is this is transcends wrestling. Okay, ladies, if you're listening, it's also for the for the dating and men. If you're on the dating sites, you need to stop lying. If you are five eleven, you're actually five nine. Just say you're five nine. Because if you were actually 5'11", you would lie and say that you were six feet. Six feet. Okay? Yeah, you would, you would round up, okay? We do not need to lie like this, please, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, we'll welcome you in our recorded glory to another episode of Give Me the Book, your weekly roundup of wrestling stories, analysis, and deep dive into John Cena's Instagram. Love it. Love my it. My name guys. is Mike Alloy. With me is my good friend, Satoyo. And uh, what a week. What a yeah. week we have. We have yeah. such a week. I uh, do not know what to start with. Uh, I, I, th- I, think, I think it would be good to start with some of the news that has come out. You know, I think one of the big pieces of news, Andrade asking for his release from WWE. Do we want to start? Do we want to start with WWE? WWE made this was not been a good week for that period. So I no, kind of no. wanted to start off with something good. And, no, I, and, I think and, and, and no. great. And no, then I want to I want to I want to start off with something good which WWE, which to me, a good thing is starting off with a continued example of WWE not respecting their generational talent um, to the full to their full potential. You got all them hours of TV. You got all those places those guys can work and you can't do nothing for them. Eric Young was right. If you have all these hours of TV and you can't find something for me to do on your TV, that is a failure of leadership. And the fact that they have pushed Andrade to the point that he wants to leave this company. It, it, again, how many talents have we heard talking the same way for years to the point that they almost get mad? Like, you're going to make me turn down this money? <laughs> like, you're going to make, like, I'm so, imagine how miserable you must be to make that much money and be like, I don't care. Because you're, again, uh, what's his name? Damian Sandow talked about it. He's like, yeah, I grew to hate the business when I was there. You know, you grow to hate it because it's just, it, it, it's, it's one of those, it is, Look, if you can make it to the top in that environment, that is tremendous. But it's obvious that these guys are a very, very corporate mom and pop shop. And you can really not only get lost in the shuffle, but some there are culture issues within that place. And not only can you get lost in the shuffle, you can come to hate a thing that uh, that you dedicated your life to, which is a shame. Ask me how I know I'm a comedian. Hmm. Um, it is, a, you know, speaking of a shame, I mean. So watching Andrade and the way, you know, he was maybe the first guy, I would say, NXT, you kind of saw development of NXT yes. or because yeah. he kind of started off as the, you know, the guy they brought in. You kind of heard of him, but not really. He wrestled right. 
NCML with a mask on. He just the Sombra. Going with our mask, he mm. debuted, was okay, milling, lower card. Then they had the, the image, they pair him with Selena, saw him rise to the top, have give NXT their first, uh, supposedly their first five star match mm. um, against Johnny Gargano and, you know, win the title. Uh, lost the title, by the way, in a great match to Alistair Black, another guy we haven't yeah. seen on television for a really long time and another, my uh, opinion, generational talent. Agreed, um, 100%. Who Agreed. Absolutely should be utilized more. And yet, to watch him. And then, you know, had a decent run for his first year on the main roster. You know, had yep. a lot of, you know, at one point was the best thing about SmackDown during the, the bad years, or the bad year of SmackDown, his was, match against Rey Mysterio. They were having classics on free TV, two out of three falls. I mean, again, also shout out to Ray, like both to both of those talents, but also Ray again, just being like, yeah, I'm this good like, still, you know, but yeah, they were having classic matches on a show that really needed something to, to, to write home about, you know? Um, yeah, it looked like they were going to, you know, give a much-needed boost to um, the tag team division with uh, him and Angel Garza, who all pairing I personally loved. I thought yeah. it was, you know, had, like, a yep. lot of potential in it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, you know, eventually was going to implode. We were going to get some great matches out of that as well. And then we didn't. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you can see especially that, you know, that performance center era is just so it's so tough um, because you can, I mean, a lot of people got lost in the shuffle there, you know, Angel Garza, Alistair Black, Andrade, Selena Vega. That's full. I mean, bro, how, you, you don't have, you, you can't do nothing with them. I mean, those guys were really, really cooking and they were onto something. They were an enjoyable part of the show. And it seemed inevitable that they were going to be in a position where they were going to have a run at the tag titles and make that a bit interesting. And then all of a sudden you see tension, you see like they're about to implode. And you're like, OK, well, that's that that might be cool. Let's see where we go from there. And just sort of nothing. And again, I have I have a lot of thoughts about how you mess up a talent like him. Uh, I think they're doing I ain't there, but, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. They wouldn't they wouldn't got rid of Selena Vega because she wanted to advocate for herself. Her husband, Alistair Black, has not been seen on TV and he's one of the best in the world. I am not going to sit there and act like it is above them to be petty. So you have that factor that could potentially be there. Uh, Andrade is, you know, is with Charlotte. And I'll tell you this much. If Charlotte, if the roles were reversed and that was a top guy and his and his girl was being underutilized, they wouldn't stand for it. So to me, it still shows the disparity within the genders within wrestling, because, uh, you know, when when Undertaker was around, Michelle McCool was on top. And I'm not saying Michelle McCool was terrible, but was she the was she the best? No. Um, But, you know, they wanted to keep Taker happy. So as a result, his girl had the strap for a very, very long time. And on the flip side, if Charlotte is one of these best generational talents that everyone seems to believe, and she should get the title at least every year, just because um, she's the top person there and they don't give a shit to do anything with her, her partner who is better than her. So they, they have a lot of problems there. And Angel Garza is now just chilling and doing whatever. And, and you know, even Umberto Carrillo, like who still could give you something, nothing. Nothing. They do nothing. And even though it does really seem like six degrees of Selena Vega. Um, yeah, yeah, really. Because, 
That's no, perfect. even uh, Alistair Black's former tag team partner, Ricochet, who, yeah. you know, for all the use of generational talent that, you know, that has been said, I think we can say, call about a dozen people of generational talent. There might not be a more talented athlete in all of wrestling than Ricochet. I mean, Agreed. Person who Agreed. Absolutely can just do things that a normal human being should not do. Agreed. Um, and for him to somehow end up in a lower mid card, even yeah. if it's part of some bigger story, I mean, he should not be there at all. No. That's a guy you just, again, even I don't care how bad, you know, are the Superman costumes he wears or how bad he's at promos. You you just put him in a match. He should you give be, him. You give him something. Yeah. And, and again, when you're that talented, and I will say this, when you're that talented, you do not have to be an amazing promo. Like the, the, the pro the promo in pro wrestling, it, it's overrated. And here's why it's overrated. It'll always be used as a reason to not use someone to the best of their ability. Meanwhile, there'll be 10 other examples of guys who are not amazing promos who are still being used. So there's a fundamental flaw in the, the, the pro. We always throw the promo out there to be, oh, well, they can't. That's why they're not. When that's not that's not true at all. Ricochet doesn't need to have super long promos with you. When you're that good, when you're that athletic, talk less, talk objectively less. There is, there is less of a reason for you to be talking because so, when you're that good, you don't need to. So what is the hope? I mean, let's hope, let's say that, you know, Andrade, hopefully, I mean, it doesn't look like it. Right. Um, yeah, and by the way, like well, 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 yeah, I think Charlotte, there's been some rumor that Charlotte has been removed from WrestleMania. Maybe that's related to this. I'm not, you know, not sure. It, it, it could be. I haven't, I haven't really heard about that. I mean, I, I would love it because I'm a big believer. If a talent is unhappy wherever they are, wherever they are, not just with WWE, and they want to leave as independent contractors, they should be able to leave. And again, it continues to point out the fallacy, the object, the abject lie and deceit that WWE, and, and, and I do mean this very honestly and objectively, they are lying. They are being dishonest. They are acting in bad faith. These people that they employ should have, if they, they are employees, they are not independent contractors. And they use that independent contractor excuse so they don't have to pay these people their health insurance and take care of these people. Meanwhile, they tell them what to say, how to dress, when to show up, when to leave, how to conduct themselves. And they sat there and said, you can't take money from any third party, but you're an independent contractor. This is insane what these people are doing. So to that end, and, and again, any talent, if they were in New Japan, AEW, and they're unhappy and they want to leave, they should be able to leave. Andrade does not want to be there. He is apparently an independent contractor, so he is not able to receive certain benefits that employees of the company actually receive. As a result, he should be released. Whenever Alistair, whatever Alistair Black wants to do, if he wanted to leave, he should be released because I want to see Tommy end again. These people have the right to be happy in their profession because they are literally giving their bodies in the ring. So the mere fact that a company can do this to them and hold them without their will against their will. But meanwhile, saying, well, they're independent. They can do whatever they want. When you cut off any potential uh, third party financial stream, you cut off other revenues to them. And then you say to them, well, you're independent. That's why you don't get health insurance. It's ridiculous. It's, it's bad faith argument. These people are they're engaging wickedness. I absolutely agree with you. I do hope we see Andrade somewhere else soon. I hope we see Alistair Black yes. somewhere soon. Um, I love even it. Even if it's going to be on it. WWE television. Um, so while we're discussing all the wrong things that WWE has done, um, I do not understand. So, there, I mean, we have a pay-per-view fast lane coming up. Um, sure. I'll leave it up to you if you want to preview it. I don't – I if, if – 
Raw doesn't care about it. I don't know why we should. And Raw clearly doesn't care about it because they announced two title matches for WrestleMania a week mm-hmm. of the pay-per-view, which I do not understand. I mean, I, it, there must be some logistic reasons, like the posters were due on yeah, Monday and they just needed yeah. to announce. But you can push it back. I mean, it's your show, ultimately. Yeah, I do not I, understand yeah. why you do this that way. I mean, it was mu- it's much... Very easy to book this pay-per-view and, and you know, sure. just have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus be for the right to challenge Lashley. Yeah, that would have been... you added some stakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, for tag team titles, you could always have, a, like, a gauntlet. Hey, let's have a gauntlet, five tag teams. We don't need to even name them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just five tag teams for the challenge New Day at, at the WrestleMania, right? And then you have her business run the gauntlet then out of nowhere almost comes out he doesn't have to get in the ring if you want to save his debut for me he just comes out they turn around aj styles phenomenal forum they win that's it right like it's, yeah. it's an easy thing to book yeah but i don't understand why they wouldn't even bother why they would just say hey we're fighting for titles that's it everybody i go think I, I think i think well this is i think this is clearly more of a smackdown pay-per-view um i think you could you could be telling better stories and you're just making the objective choice not to. Exactly. And, and make, it's, 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 it's not hard. No. Yeah, it's not like they're, they're you know, it's, it's they literally lack of care, which is yeah. egregious at this point. And again, I'm not somebody who, you know, as you, you, you know, I think I think I'm not somebody who bashes WWE for fun. Sure. I think they, they try and I think they generally are smarter and better than people, especially Internet wrestling community gives them credit for, at least as far as storytellers and creators. Sure. Um, sure. Not necessarily as far as fair businessmen, but um, yeah, the, I, I, it, it's just, it's infuriating. And it makes like, well, why are we watching the show? If you're just going to announce your two matches for WrestleMania, like on Twitter or one on Twitter, one on like a segment that was clearly put together last minute. Yeah. Then why do we have this three hour wrestling show? No, you're, you're absolutely right, bro. I mean, not for nothing. I, I went to Wikipedia to look up the fast lane card. And I didn't even know Riddle and Mustafa Ali were going at, at it for the U.S. title again. I had no idea. I was like, oh, OK, which then piqued my interest because I like Mustafa Ali and I like I really enjoy his stuff. But I was like, damn, I didn't even know that y'all were doing a return match for that. Like you would think that you would want to say that because there are people that are going to be a fan of that of that match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are going to be people that are going to be invested and want to know who's going to win that well, in the way, right i mean yeah it's definitely it is definitely a competitor looking past an opponent towards the next thing they're definitely looking past fast lane and looking towards wrestlemania which i think is a shame um because i look at fast lane i've never really been excited for many of fast lane i really don't because because of the same because of the same issue it's mm-hmm. like well yeah you guys kind of just do this and, and even with this one, I look at the card, I'm like, okay, it's only seven matches. That's kind of cool because it doesn't feel like it's going to get really bogged down with anything. You guys could could do some some neat stuff here. And there could be a, there could have been a, a bit more of a neater build on the raw side here. But we know why there's not. The, the, that guy doesn't want there to be one. Um, if he did, it would have been better if he was more. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I say if he did, it would have been better. I don't even know that. If he was more secure, if he was more. I, I just don't know. We know that he, he felt that this was fine and we all know that it is not. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, and you brought up the point, you, you so accurately stated it, that to not care is, is egregious. And you're absolutely right because you have other wrestling leagues right now who care, who care and are trying and are trying and it shows. 
And I, and again, this is not a knock on the talent. I know the talent is trying. This is not a knock on them having too many writers. I'm sure those writers are trying to the best of their ability. It's one guy. It's one guy. And everyone's, it's a universally known thing that he is the issue in this regard. And to not care while AEW just put out like their pay-per-view just did more buys than anything else. They, they had a, they had a glitch and a mess up that they had to spend all week addressing and spinning because they couldn't because they were like we can't let this go because we just had our biggest pay-per-view and we want to be able to do another one in two months and smash that they just put on the greatest uh uh barbed wire death match of all time go back and watch other barbed wire death matches you won't want to watch it again they just put on the best one that has ever happened ever in life and and, and then you have other you have New Japan constantly putting out really, really good sports based pro wrestling and consistently trying. And they're in the States and they're coming. You know, you do have impact who's working their behinds off. It's a shame that more people can't see them, but they're really doing phenomenal stuff. You have the impact, NWA. I believe. Sorry to interrupt. They just had their second highest uh, yeah. pay-per-view in terms of yeah. buys. Yes. Uh, outside of like post spike. Yeah. Post. Yeah. Post spike. That was their second biggest one of all time. Fun fact, unification world title match between two black guys. So just want to put that out there, but they're trying, they're really, and again, it even shows in the talent, you know, like everyone's working so hard. I know the talent in WWE is working so hard. They deserve the same for, from the guy who micromanages everything. Let's you know talk about saying? the impact, impact title match. Uh, yes. It's uh, Moose versus uh, Rich Swan who had a unification title. I thought yes. it was a fun match. Uh, yes. Really, really good match. Now, one thing, and this has been a long feud. I believe this is not their first match together, uh, Rich Swan mm-hmm. and Moose. Um, they had a couple good ones. I like it. I don't know if it's believable or how believable it is that Rich Swan, and I know this is a familiar complaint to wrestling fans, that, but somebody really like Rich Swan being somebody like Moose. Because oh, yeah, Moose, no. yeah. Rich Swan is a former cruiserweight champion, and he looks very much like somebody who is a cruiserweight yeah. champion. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who haven't watched WWE at that point and are familiar with, he is somewhere. He's like a slightly bigger Leon Ruff. Yeah, that's what Rich Swan looks like. He's like whereas he's like, Moose about, is yeah. a younger Bobby Lashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, I, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Rich Swan. I describe Rich Swan about like ten pounds lighter than Daniel Bryan. So that just to, to give you the idea. I think Rich Swan has in that role. He is overachieved so he's very much an underdog type of guy but yeah i think um you know this was me not looking too far ahead moose yeah he's a younger bobby lashley he's really whipped himself into amazing goodness gracious amazing shape and has become a really good pro wrestler and uh it's it's actually been so impressive to watch he's been one of my favorite wrestlers to actually watch this past year and i'm like he's like i'm the man i'm like yeah you are that's uh, impressive um yeah i, I the i understand the finish they did made sense because it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna just you know not cover the you go you have to sneak him you know what i'm saying like you go sneak it you know so he stuck it and it makes sense because he's gonna fight kenny you know and you don't and moose is so fire you don't feed him to kenny you know but at the t- i remember when rich swan won i was like huh I'm, I'm not gonna again. They're both gonna have a great match with Kane again. And Rich One is still, I think, at this point, he's still, still a little smoother in the ring than yes, um, definitely, Moose's. definitely. But I would love to see Moose versus Kenny just again, well, just yes. because of how yes. athletic both of them are. Yes, just oh, it, it, 
next level athletes. So oh, it, it would be insane. It would be absolutely positively insane. There'd be some high level athleticism. Uh, it would it would just be a good. It'd be a good bit of, as JR would say, a good bit of business, good sport wrestling match. It'd be awesome to see. And interestingly enough, I think him and Rich are going to do great things. You know, I think because especially because they're closer to one another in size, they're going to put each other through a, a, a lot. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. Um, I, I wish I, I just I just like Moose so much in impact, like when he brought back the TNA world title and then it became a recognized world title again. The, the TNA uh, fan in me was so happy. And the fact that he kept on parading that belt around the shit he and EC3 did with it to really, because to me, I'm like, yeah, impact is what happens when Dixie Carter ruins TNA. And TNA had so much potential. So the fact to see the belt back and to see Moose having it and to see him be like, I'm the real world champion because the world champion won't fight me. And I've beaten everyone. I beat everybody. And he did. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I just like that story. I like that build. I know it's not over. I was very happy to see the match. I liked the match. But yeah, the ending, I was like, oh, that's 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 how y'all going to go with that. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think it, it's an interesting decision to make which one the unified champion. Obviously, again, for everything he did with the company, he had a pretty nice two-year run with them now, yes, so yeah. it makes sense. But I feel like when you look at the world champions around, right, we have with somebody like, again, they have to mention Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre before him, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns on SmackDown, Cody Bushi, who's not the biggest guy, but who's built like an action figure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, Kenny Omega, who is, you know, just as, you know, big and athletic. Again, another guy who I believe former hockey player, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, uh, yeah. a tough Canuck. Um, yeah, kind of, like, you, yeah. You, yeah, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. You look kind at that bigger just, guys, yes, you know, yeah. and then and, and have somebody like Rich Swan carry your title. It might look again, I, it, we understand it's wrestling when I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not here to, you know, kind of shame or bring back the body guys, but it does look a little funny that you know, your champion when your champion is 100 pounds less than the yeah. average, and that and that is interesting. And we had talked because it kind of we're kind of weirdly in this, uh in a weird like little big man renaissance period you know what i'm saying whereas and i think that's why swan sort of sticks out so much kenny to a lesser degree um to where our, our number one there you you know for those of you who were not there for it there was a time when it was big guy central especially in wwf um and and to a degree it, it still is but not nearly as much as as back in the day and um and i think that was the trend in a lot of wrestling because big guys have more options now in terms of their career than they did 30 years ago you've seen less and honestly it's hard to be bit you know holding that mask and you want me to not do steroids you're really asking a lot so we've had this era of smaller guys which in turn has given us in theory better matches and better work rate but we are seeing a a a resurgence now the big guy standard has changed whereas before six, five got you in the room in, in many instances, or you had to be very colorful and charismatic to sort of be, you know, you had your sting six, two, Bret Hart, six, six, two, Sean six, you know, you had those exceptions, but oftentimes you had big guys who were, who were sort of leading the charge and sort of dictating the business. So I think now you have a situation where you had Moose as a world champion, you know, he's, cl- he's close to six, five. Bobby Lashley's your world champion. He's close to 6'5", 6'3". Roman Reigns, 6'3". Drew McIntyre, 6'5". I mean, when Drew took the title, 
um, off of Brock and he was just the man, you know, for the better part of the year. And then when Miz got it, I'm sure it was a feel good moment for a lot of you Miz fans, but you had to recognize immediately that there was a difference there. And, and Drew compounded that, not just with his size, but the fact that he's a better worker. So it was like, oh man, you're going to be bigger and a better worker. And now this guy's the champion. And then that's why when he fought, when Miz fought last it's like, yeah, you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, even look at on in AEW, you have Lance Archer, the murder hawk. You know, that the guy, it's like the minute he, he just stands out, Moose stands out big dude uh nick aldis nick aldis is like a 6-3 guy he's the he's generally the biggest guy in his territory you know what i'm saying like and, and again i guess that's the new standard right you're gonna see less of the 6-9 6 they're gonna be less sid vicious is walking around but there is a resurgence of a big guy aesthetic uh within pro wrestling i think you do have to have just a certain moveset i think at yes. this point right yes um We'll see again. I, I am uh, excited. I will say this, even though I hated the bill for it, I am excited to see what almost can do in the ring. Yeah, right? like how, how he might be even like too big for it. Like, I think it might be one of the case of just like, I don't know how you're going to move, how you're going to hit the ropes without tumbling over them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, that like he might should... need to like crutch down while in the ring. Yeah, that guy should never hit the ropes. I just, I get the, I couldn't see it. He's so gargantuanly big. And, and he dresses well. That's another thing. I'm like, ah, I can't see you engaging in rough, rough business. Who's going to whip you off the ropes? Who's moving you? Who's moving? <laughs> He's so big. I don't even know how tall he is. I just know it's too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, how tall is he? Too, too tall. He's got to be selling something, right? I would imagine. I mean, I can't call it, but the man is gargantuan. I mean, no. AJ, AJ is not six feet, right? AJ is probably my height. Uh yeah, AJ is listed. 10, as, yeah. yeah, AJ is listed as five eleven. We know this is not true. It's not. We know he. We know he is not five eleven. He is five nine. Because any person who's listed, any dude who lists themselves, this is and this is transcends wrestling. Okay, ladies, if you're listening, it's also for the for the dating and men. If you're on the dating sites, you need to stop lying. If you are five eleven, you're actually five nine. Just say you're five nine. Because if you were actually 5'11", you would lie and say that you were six feet. Six feet. Okay? Yeah, you would, you would round up, okay? We do not need to lie like this, please, okay? But, uh, yeah, I mean, he towers over every – I mean, I, it, who, no one is as big as this man almost. And uh, I don't know – I don't even know. You're, you're absolutely right. Like, it's interesting to see what he would look like in the ring, but I can't picture it. And that, I, I think maybe that's – the it's uh, there's uh, it's like yeah, this is this is it, there is the spectacle around it. But yeah, he's seven feet three inches tall. The man has no jump shot whatsoever. No. <laughs> I don't know how else he ended up no. in, in WWE. No, yeah. It, oh, fun fact: he's Nigerian, so we're everywhere. <laughs> we are everywhere. I'm telling you, Nigeria is is, is the new Samoa, just like as far as like wrestling exports. I think, I mean, especially if we get to lean into that aspect of ourselves. I mean, you see it with Apollo, Cruz, but 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 again, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out because Nigerians are very proud of where we're from, but we have to be allowed to say it. 
I don't know that it'll get to that level of being Samoan. I don't think it'll get to that point because one, there'll be too many of us that just have to get higher education degrees because our parents won't let us do anything else. Um, <laughs> like they just won't let us do anything else. Also, at the same time, it's just I don't think uh, people respond better to you can be a baby face and be Samoan. There's something people think there's some sort of inherent healness in being Nigerian. Um, which is not true, but you forced it out of us because of how you are. And then we have to be how we are. And it's not our fault. You did it. I don't even, I'm going to avoid the minefield <laughs> altogether. I'm going to smoothly sidestep this conversation in, in this entirety. Uh, uh, nice. Uh, so again, as far as good things that happened uh, this week, uh, I think I, and I think Thunder Rosa is right up there as far as like one of the best talents in the world, male or female. I think she's just somebody who, if she has a match on your card, then you have to watch it. Um, she's just somebody who consistently puts out great, great matches. Agreed. Yeah, I think that uh, Thunder Rosa has done a, a, a done a huge they for has done a huge favor and done a huge service for Britt Baker and vice versa. I think that they have really, I mean, Britt Baker, dude, I, I remember thinking she was dead in the water over a year ago. She came and she, she was terrible. She was, and I think upon reflection, it was that she was presented in the wrong way and that she should have been a heel. The moment she turned heel, it's like all of a sudden everything was like, this is so much better, you know? And um, I think that Thunder Rosa, yeah, Thunder Rosa is one of the best in the world, male or female. I put it right there with Serena Deeb, who I think is the best, rest female women's wrestler in the world. I don't think anyone's better than her. As a result, I think Serena Deeb is top five wrestler in the world. Uh, and Thunder Rosa is right there with her. And uh, man, they just, and again, you have to, it's one thing to say that we're about progress within wrestling as it relates to women. It's another thing to let women be wrestlers and show that. And those two were able to show that and they were able to be wrestlers and, they were able to bleed and and seeing Britt Baker bleed, you know, it, I remember watching. Yeah. Yeah. And embrace it. I remember years ago, Lita fought Ivory at Survivor Series. I believe it was 2000 and she got cut open hard way accidentally and they were freaking out. They were. And I remember watching and be like, she's pro wrestler. What's the problem? These people were losing it. They wanted to go home. They said, take this thing home. She bleeding. We can't do that. And that was 21 years ago, you know, and, and they haven't touched anything like that since in the women's division within WWE. And I understand they have a very much anti-blood policy in, in general, but it's just like, now nah, there's one thing to say we're about equality. And there's another thing saying, yeah, we're about equality. These women are wrestlers. And, uh, and Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker put on a hell of a lights out match. Very, very smart match because Britt Baker technically never lost, even though she lost. So she can sit that she's got the Kenny Omega out and it shows the importance of when you have a lights out match like that, you know, uh, an unsanctioned match like that, that these people it's a it's it's definitely like a type of a blow off of sorts. It's it is a resolution. And I think that the those two. They they gave they got me because I needed Thunder Rosa to win, boy. I was like, yo, if Thunder Rosa don't get this win, I'm fucking rioting. And when she beat Brit, I was like, yes, let's go. You know, so yeah, hats off to them. That was excellent. And again, we talk about a company that cares and listens to to its fans. 
yeah. and delivers. Um, you know, the one criticism of AEW, a legit criticism coming into this year was the lack of female division, right? Yes. Where we talked about, you know, okay, you guys have a tag team division, you have a secondary title, you have a champion, all, you know, being booked to the point where it makes sense and, you know, have uh, champions and challenges lined up. Where's your women's division, right? Mm-hmm. And this year, you look at everything they've done between the Eliminator and um, you know, making uh, Baba Sky and uh, Jay Gargo stars in one night. Mm-hmm. And now with this match, now all of a sudden you have a handful of names who can really carry this division and right. maybe eventually, you know, challenge it to, you know, certainly I think you can make an argument now they're already as good as anything on Raw or, or SmackDown. They're probably still yeah. below where NXT is, but yeah. they're definitely yeah. now in a viable place. And again, this is what happens with, we talked about this, you know, more quality booking, but more important than that, actually being like, you know what, these criticisms that we're hearing are legit. Let's actually do mm-hmm. something to address them. Let's actually address these critiques because we because the people that are watching, listen, if you're watching a, a TV show and the TV show starts to stink and the writing starts to stink, you're going to say something about that. So people are like, oh, wrestling fans are X, Y, and Z. No, they're just fans of a product like any other like the people who watch Law and Order, the people who watch Friends, the people who watch Breaking Bad, uh, you know, it's kind of the same, especially it's the same thing. Or even the people who watch sports, NBA, tennis, things like that, NCAA, right? You want to make sure that the people that you're invested in are getting equal time. I mean, look at what the NCAA is going through right now when you compare the men's gyms to the women's gyms. The fans are outraged because they watch the product and they take the product in. So they're going to talk shit about the NCAA for their failure to act in an equitable manner. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with with uh, with a lot of uh, wrestling fans when these critiques are, yo, man, like, here's the thing. We need these women showcased in a more prominent way. It's one thing to have them on dark, you know, and and I even understand why a lot of them are on dark because a lot of them are green. So I do understand that. I'm like, yeah, a lot of them are very, very new. You know, they've been working the end indies for like a year or two and then pandemic happened. So there is that. But they could have sat there. AEW could have sat there and said they weren't going to say, well, our talent is green as goose shit. But they could have sat there and said, well, we're fostering, we're building. Da, 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 da. We're the, OK, we hear you here. Here's what we're doing. We got this eliminator coming up. We got this tag team tournament that we're going to do. Boom. We're going to see how you all respond to that. We're going to bring in talent from all over the, the world, you know, from Japan. We're going to do that. And and we're really going to build a, a consistent division um, to where, you know, Kawashita, I think, is their best champion. She just needs a good belt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all she needs is a pretty, all she needs is an actual uh, decent looking uh, championship and there'll be no problem. I absolutely agree with everything you just said. Um, is there any anything else from the AEW you want to cover this week? I wasn't, I, I, I think it was fine episode. Um Hey, John, Angelo yeah, was probably my second favorite slander man in wrestling, the yeah. side of Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Uh, nothing else. That was that. Uh, Pinnacle is cool. It's a cool name for it's a cool, name. It's a cool um, name. But yeah, not, nothing else for me. Yeah. Um, let's move on to uh, New Japan Cup. Yes. We're now down to the final four, but I thought it was excellent. Uh, again, I, I got to give you credit. You were the one who put me on Jay White many, many years ago, and you've been mm-hmm. singing his praises. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he became a champion, I was part of a large contingent who thought it was way too early for him. He was still mm-hmm. still kind of not up to par. Uh, I would go and say I think he got better. 
you will say that he was always this good. And I think that's I, was always, he was, I was I was always right. He was always this good. The, the issue with it is, is that with Jay White, like I will say, Jay White wrestles differently than anyone else in New Japan. He actually helped. Uh, he, he got so far away from the New Japan house style, as I call it, which is really the Tanahashi style, which is why Tanahashi is a generational talent. Everyone kind of does the Tanahashi house style match. As much as you love Okada, he's doing Tanahashi. Um, so as they all are, they just are. The guy's the man. Um, but Jay White is totally different from that. He breaks that mold entirely um, while still working within that system. Because uh, if you watch New Japan matches before Tanahashi, like watch New Japan during the, the Three Musketeers era, Shinja, Hashimoto, uh, Masa Shono, Keiji Muto, it's a totally different, I mean, main events rarely went 25 minutes. I, it, it just was because it, it, it was a fight. And, and yeah, you did have a lot of the strong style elements, but generally, if you got hit with that finish, if, if Keji hit that moonsault, very rarely were you kicking out of that thing. And if you did and he hits it again, you ain't kicking out. And that was the only certain people Shinya Hashimoto might kick out of that. Masa might kick out of that. That's about it. You know, it's kind of if, if Shinya hits you with that DDT, it's a wrap. That's just this is what that is. And and the pace was a bit slower. Tanahashi comes in and it kind of it takes that. It's like the Muda style sort of ramped up a bit. You know what I'm saying? So it actually was. It was, in fact, a faster style than its predecessor. Yeah. But then means- he, again, sorry, just to, for, no. for the newcomers, more athletic, quicker. Yeah, definitely more uh, athletic. Yeah. More dynamic. You have a yeah. drop kick that hit you in the face, you know, as yeah. opposed to maybe more as opposed to lower drop kicks that aim at the knee. Right. Like we're now seeing a little bit more. It, it still presents like a legit sport, but with a side of sports entertainment where yeah. where it still looks like it hurts up close, but now the guy in the back row can mm-hmm. see you do a drop kick. Yeah, definitely. So where Jay came in and Jay started wrestling a style that was not contingent on one super long, you know, lock up rest holds up top. He acted in a way that was very heel-ish, intentionally heel-ish. Um, and he does little, he did little, little neat things. So especially during his ascension, the story always was, is that everyone was better. All the guys at the top were better than him. So how is he going to beat them? So it became, and I do believe much more in a Bret Hart way, he had to find little things to pick at them with. It was a death by a thousand paper cuts with Jay. So in his ascension, um, you know, initially he, lo- he loses to Tanahashi for the IC title um, in a match that was fine. I think they were they were it, it was Jay still figuring it out. And Tanahashi, they were trying to work together to figure out what was working. And then he had the match with Kenny where it was clearly Kenny was better than him. Clearly, Kenny was better than him and everybody knew it. But Jay kept on finding a way to endure. And there was one moment where everyone was like, Kenny has one. You hear one, two. And the ref stops and the audience sort of gasps because you don't know what happened. Why did the ref stop the count? They go back and they show it on the on the big screen that Jay literally just slide, just ba- like almost reflectively just got the shoulder up as if he had just he had literally regained consciousness and took a breath and his shoulder came up and the audience gasped <laughs> like it was insane to them. And all, and again, during that match, he worked over Kenny's neck tremendously, but it was definitely Kenny's match, 70-30. And out of nowhere, he hits a Blade Runner and he just catches him. And like he, he pins Kenny in three, Kenny kicks out in three and a half. You know what I'm saying? It just becomes this weird little thing. 
Um, and then in the lead up to that, his match with Tanahashi. How is he going to beat the great Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom? He's able to shot. He's like, I can't go long with the story then becomes I can't go long with the guy. I can't if this thing goes 20 plus, he's going to beat me. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what he does. What does Jay do? Jay figures out a way to neutralize him, neutralize his neck and beat him in 14 minutes because he understood I can't go along with him. So I've got to beat him this way with uh, the match that he had with Tanahashi. He's going to focus in on Tanahashi's legs. He's going to focus in Tanahashi's got that moment. I'm going to focus on the old man's legs. I'm going to try to beat down his legs while also beating down his neck because he's got these problems. And especially at that point, he wasn't engaging in the forearm, forearm. He wasn't doing that with them. He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that with you guys. That's interesting that you mentioned that because now I feel like he wrestles like a like a, a bad. He's still very much a heel, maybe with the best in the business, but now he's a top guy heel. Yeah. Like he no longer has to kill you by a thousand. Now he's just yeah. better than you. And now he yeah. does actually wrestle more Tanahashi-like matches. Yeah, no, they kind it, of follow it, the format. But yeah. he still does, but with just his usual heel dynamics. Yes. Yeah, I think I think in order to, and I think because he became such a good heel, he understands to get them over. He does more in line with what they do. So he does forearms now, but he, mm-hmm. but but it's clear that Jay can't do strong style. Like that's the that's the joke. Jay can't mm-hmm. do strong style. He doesn't have that within him. Uh, but he does that now because realistically, like if he didn't, he would bury him. You know what I'm saying? He still loses strikes. Every time he goes up against Ishii or or Ibushi, yeah, he cannot go strike for strike. He 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 can't. He knows that. We all we all know that. I mean, it does you know, it's just like, yeah, you you, why would you do that? So um, but yeah, even when he beat Tana, and especially Jay's thing was because in and again, the 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 quintessential Tanahashi style match always ended with thunderous multiple finishes, and the crowd would build to a crescendo and he catches you. Jay, he counters you most times. He catches you. It's like, you know, it's, it's not this thing where it's the lead up and then boom. No, you thought you had me boom blade runner. You're done. Like the way he, the way he beat Tanahashi to win the title, you know, he caught Tanahashi in the high five flow, caught him. Boom. Got you. Uh, their most recent match that he had, he caught Tanahashi in a dragon screw. Like Tanahashi went down. Jay didn't go with, grabbed him, brought him right back. And it's so smart because again, yep. for those of you who do not know, Tanahashi, that's kind of his move. His move yeah. every match that you expect him to do is like true, maybe like half a dozen dragon screws and just like yeah. recover his opponent's Ooh. knee. So for him to, you know, finally there's somebody anticipating it and catching it. Yeah. Is uh yeah, just good to see. And again, that's it's smart. It's good storytelling. Yeah. It's smart and it helps Jay. That's why Jay, they're like he wrestles beyond his years. He finds a way to be, and again, he became better in the eyes of the public because he was doing things like this. So he was the heavy favorite going into the New Japan Cup, and he knew it. He knew it. And then motherfucking David Finley. <laughs> David Finley living the beginning, the, the his best uh, best life, man. He's yeah. somebody who I've always heard about. I've yeah. you know. And now you know, he's uh, he's the guy who on New Japan and TNA. He's the TNA World Champion, the TNA Tag World Tag Team Champions, yeah. And yeah, and he, now he's in the court in the semifinals of the New Japan Cup after beating Jay White in a great, 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 great match. Great match. And that, again, that's the thing about the, that company. That's the thing about Jay that makes him so impressive. You beat him, you don't beat him. You're gonna have an amazing match more often than not. Uh, and even in the instances where he beats you clean, you still wind up looking pretty good. Uh, I will say that I did not see that loss coming, but it was uh, but it was appropriate. And Jay's reaction to it was hilarious and menacing at the same time. So that was great. And also you got Shinjo Takashi on the other end. You've got Will Ospreay, you know, like uh, evil. 
Um, and I can't remember who will. I, I know they just did the results. If you guys have New Japan World, please check it out. They actually have done the semi. Uh, they've yeah, we're close to we're in the semi still. Yeah, we've had so, the semi uh, this morning. We haven't yes. watched. I know have, I yeah, did read yet. that there was an earthquake that stopped uh, yeah, the there, show. There was an I earthquake. Hope, you know, I hope everybody is safe. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. I again, I just saw the headline. So, um, but yeah, and again, I'm planning on watching these matches right after we're done uh, wrapping up here. But yeah, I just want to say, you know, while we're discussing New Japan in detail, Shingo Takagi is somebody who I'm personally I'm a big, big have become a big fan of personally just because he is arrested with my body type, which is. Uh, yeah. 5'10", big chest, and absolute disregard for fitness or diet. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, just, a, just a real man with a barrel chest and uh, and no resemblance of a six-pack. Yeah. Um, no, 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 des- see. no desire to get one either. No Absolutely desire not. To get one. <laughs> uh, and he, he is also, the I would say, right now, probably the closest thing there is to a Dynamite Kid. Uh, yeah. Or kind of, you know, kind of continuing the lineage of, you know, you yeah. had Dynamite Kid, you had... Uh, Chris Benoit, of course, kind of the closest thing we had, you know, to that make it forever. And now there is Shingo Takagi, minus, thank God, the flying headbutt. Yeah, uh, yeah. But as far as just hitting the ropes harder than anybody else and knocking you over, as far as just really hard lariats, hard punches, um, beautiful and dynamic movement in the ring without necessarily leaving your feet, um, and, and just in raw intensity. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anybody who can match him, man. Shingo is the guy who... You know, if he wanted to do those, like, um, he was the guy who he, he might not have the best match on the card necessarily, but he might he will have the best match on the card in under 20 minutes on yes. in Japan. So, yes. yeah, if Tanahashi or Okada or Omega were going 25, 30, 35, 40 minutes, Shingo will get get in 18-minute class. Yep. Yep. Uh, as he did, by the way, during the uh, Wrestling Kingdom this year with Jeff Cobb. 18 did, minutes, yeah. amazing, incredible match. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I thought him and Kenta had a really, I think, one of the better Kenta matches since he's been yes. back. We're just saying something. Kenta has not, like, Kenta has been slacking. Uh, yeah. But, again, if you just want to see two guys, one in his early 40s and one in his late 30s, still move like they're in their 20s with a lot of intensity and just beat the crap out of each other, it's as good as anything out there. Agreed. Agreed 100%. And, again, I, and again, I, I think for the listeners, please, like, if you're not hip to, to New Japan you know, give yourself an introduction to them. They, they are really, really good wrestling uh, promotion, wrestling league. And yeah, so far the, this cup has been tremendous. And now it's so I'm like, you know, I was a Jay White fan. I wanted Jay White to win. Cause I like to see Jay White win him losing now opens up a wealth of possibility. Cause I really don't know who's going to win. And I'm also kind of happy Jay didn't win because I don't know who's beating a Bushi right now. The dude is operating, at like he like he said he is god <laughs> he's just operating at a really really crazy level i think um yeah i mean he's uh, he's operating he's he, yeah he's operating on like a like to me it, within the new japan framework like a finn balor type of level in rings so it's just kind of like a, that's a crazy place to be bell to bell you know what i'm saying so i don't really know who's gonna be seeing that when the belt is on the line so um, but yeah, and now I'm looking at this cup and it's wide open. You got Shingo, you got, you got Finley, you have got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Osprey. Uh, I can't remember the last individual for, but it's like, God, I don't even know. I don't know. Would be the last one. Yeah. 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 So you, you, the last, I think we'll see what happens. I, I, again, I was completely wrong because I assumed it would be Gen Y versus Shingo or it could yeah. be, uh, LIJ, another evil Sonata match yeah. in, uh, in the finals, and uh, obviously I was wrong on those accounts. Now I'm I'm just gonna because um 
in Japan, they are they do care about match ratings and things like that. They are not necessarily one person, but just overall reception of matches. Uh-huh. Um, and they know that uh, Shingo versus uh, Will Ospreay from a couple of years ago, the Super uh, Junior Cup final, Super Juniors, yeah, was kind of one of the more one of the best matches of theirs of all time. Yes. Um, so it, it would be tempting to run a rematch with them now that they both have beefed up to uh, yeah. to become heavyweights. Um, and yeah, I, I just want to say I love the story they're telling with Ibushi. As far as I can, it looks like Ibushi, who's been for a decade a white meat babyface, everybody's kind of most beloved guy who kind of never got a push to be a champion, won his first championship, and is now slowly, slowly becoming a super condescending heel, mm-hmm. uh, uniting the, the Intercontinental and the, and the Heavyweight Championship with the world title, calling himself God, yeah. and kind of slowly but surely losing public support in the process. Yes. Uh, I think that one, the title can corrupt. Uh, I think that the, I, I think honestly, and I do believe, I think the double titles corrupt. I don't think, I think it's been shown those two, it, it, it ruins dudes. It ruined Naito. It ruined like the minute he got it, like, of course, pandemic hits, boom. And then he, and all this, he's getting whooped by evil. He gets it back from evil, but he just can't really, it's like, he can't really get it back together again. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and then and then he gets it. It almost makes Jay didn't even get it. Jay almost quit. <laughs> like Jay didn't even get Jay got to look at it and almost quit the business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and now like, yeah, with the bush, he's like, I will be I will be God. And he's like, I am condescending. I will merge them together. And Jay was right. Jay, you fool, David, you ruined you've doomed us all because and he's right. Who's the actual heel here? Who's the heel? It's not Jay. It's not even evil. It's not even Osprey. It's Abushi. Abushi wants to meld those titles together and erase everything. He wants to, like, that's the universe breaker, bro. He wants to break those and then just destroy. You mean to tell me that Antonio Inoki was never IWGP heavyweight champion? You mean to tell me Keiji Muto, the great Muta, was never IWGP? You mean to tell me Masahiro Chono, his lone IWGP world heavyweight championship run, will cease to exist? You mean to tell me Tanahashi and Okada, that their runs will never be anything? You mean to tell me that Shinya Hashimoto, Yuji Nagata, they will be for Satoshi Kojima? Here is Hiroshi Tenzan. You mean to tell me that their lineages will be destroyed because of this man? The man is, as Jay White said, he is a psychopath. He is the actual heel here. But who is going to beat him? <laughs> and that's how he created a good heel. And that's yeah. how he turned somebody who has been, again, I can't stress enough, just the, the I think he was with the golden star. Literally the golden star. But they doomed the him with this name. They doomed mm-hmm. him with it was only going to happen. He is Anakin Skywalker. You don't understand this. He was no, the but it's so one. good. And again, and and it's it's a shame that New Japan is not more popular because again, from storytelling perspective, yeah, I mean, it's like for WWE fans, this is like imagine if John Cena after a decade of being a babyface, unified, became the Intercontinental and World Heavyweight Champion, said, "Now I'm going to merge these two titles to yeah. erase the history of everybody who held them." How it's well is the yeah, it's, it's incredible oh, storytelling. It really is. It's Yeah, the man is literally saying it all begins and ends with me. I will erase everyone. I will erase. Ev- I am God. And, 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 and you think that's OK? You think that's right? If you do, please sign up for New Japan World. I don't I don't even want to plug all like that, but they do. They put together a great product and they do enough English commentary 
um, that it helps out tremendously. It was much easier. It's much easier to follow now than it was in the in the late '90s and early 2000s. I can I can tell you that much. It was you really use like I you what I realized like I just liked the sport of it as a kid, but it, you really had to you would learn what words meant because you just heard them so much and you had to put them to get, it was tough, man. It was tough, but their product was so good. You stuck around with them until like Anoki started sucking, but then that's another thing. It is, it is generally the best promotion in the world in my yeah. opinion now. Yeah. Um, do you want to, should we just say goodbye to the people or do we want to do this fast lane preview I, and just knock it out? Yeah, I mean, I think we can knock out this fast lane preview real quick, and then we do have a new segment that I want to throw out there really right. quick, and then we can be we can be. And done. also, we have the John Cena's Instagram to talk about. That's right, we do have the John Cena's, which we cannot. All right, about. let's go through. Let's let's run through this uh, fast lane preview, yes. please. Uh, you have it. You look like you have the Wikipedia pulled up, so I will I will let you take a lead uh, lead role in this. Yes. So as we you guys know, this uh, th- it's interesting. This Sunday. You have uh, Fast Lane. Also interesting, and to be fair, the NWA is also running uh, a, a pay per view. It's very interesting they're choosing to do this on <laughs> on the same night as Fast Lane. I don't think that's a great idea, but I understand they got to do what they're gonna do. So for starters, we do have Fast Lane, and Fast Lane is coming to us uh, via WWE for the United States title. We have Riddle taking on Mustafa Ali. Uh, we, you know, which should be an interesting match. I got uh, real. Uh, it's, it's a little, a little, uh, I would love to see Mustafa Ali as I think there's a lot of thing, interesting things they can do with him. And hopefully they'll do it at WrestleMania. If, if they really want to do the whole, um, Mustafa Ali as, as your U S champion, which you can do both from perspective of he's the leader of retribution. His name is Mustafa Ali. I mean, it's not, you know, rocket science here. You can do a lot of interesting stuff, but if they're really get, going to get behind it, it has to happen at WrestleMania, not kind of. Fastly, uh, fastly. Because I'm a nervous Nelly, I'm going to say Mustafa Ali for the win. Only because I really want him to win because he has a torn PCL. And if they don't do it now, I don't know when they're going to do it. Uh, in the next match, we have Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Seth Rollins. A bit of a grudge match. Shinsuke wanting to avenge his friend Cesaro for the vicious beating that uh, Seth Rollins gave to uh, to Cesaro for not embracing the vision. And of course, smart money says Rollins. Yeah, Rollins just, just came back. Yeah, so that's that's easy. Next up, we have Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, an intergender contest. I'm excited for it, actually. I might be the mm-hmm. only one. Apparently, people hate the fiend. I'm excited for the fiend to come back. I think this is it. I think this is how yep. he makes his comeback. Agreed. I think the fiend comes back. Uh, I don't know what that looks like for the match, but it'll be interesting to see. After that, we have Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no-holds-barred match. Oh, uh, it should be a great match. It yep. could be the only I'm, – I'm leaving out some hope that maybe Sheamus wins and then we'll get some interesting build towards yeah, – Yeah, it could be. It could be very much a situation like they did years ago between Triple H and uh, Kurt Angle in the lead-up to WrestleMania 18. They had a match. Kurt Angle wound up winning. So he was going to go to WrestleMania the next night. They had a rematch, Triple H won, to get his spot back to go to WrestleMania. I think I think Drew, I mean, Bobby's already beaten uh, uh, Sheamus. So I don't think there's really anywhere for him to go. Uh, but Sheamus continues to put out good work. Should be an excellent match. Um, Drew McIntyre for the win, in my view, uh, hopefully. The next one is Big E versus Apollo Crews for the Great, Intercontinental title. Yes. 
Really good build to this one. Yep. Uh, yeah, both are doing great work. I love this new Apollo cruise, bad Nigerian accent notwithstanding. Um, yeah. I I think we get a screwy finish. I think this one is uh, going to get solid at Mania. Apollo cruise for the win. The first ever Nigerian-born intercontinental heavyweight champion. You've heard it here first. Uh, and, 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 and take that one home. Tell your mama, okay? Uh, up next after that, we have Nia Jackson, Shayna Blazer with Reginald versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Ooh, uh, they did say, because they, they mentioned it, uh, that John Cena and uh, Shawn Michaels were heavyweight champions when they fought each other for the title yep. at uh, WrestleMania. I don't think they would have put that nugget in our heads without if they weren't planning on switching titles. The Undertaker, so I do have them the Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin were also world tag team champions in the lead up to their match at SummerSlam. So there is historical precedent for this. Uh, while Stone Cold and Undertaker were not champions at the time that they went into the match at SummerSlam for the lead up to that, they had won the titles from Mankind and Kane. There is historical precedent for this. As a result, I say it right now, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the win and your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And in our main event, we have Roman Reigns, the head of the table, Tribal Chief. With Paul Heyman versus Daniel Bryan singles match for the WWE Universal Championship with Edge as a special guest enforcer. A little nugget. Both, I would say Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are consistently the kings of fast lane. Easy. If you look at, the, if you look at every fast lane, Easily. they've always had the best matches Easily. Uh, on every single fast lane pay-per-view yep. that there have ever has been, that they were involved in at least. Agreed. Um, very again, they had a good match five years ago. One of the mm-hmm. best Roman Reigns matches at that time. That kind of, at least in my head, put the the myth to bed that he can't wrestle as fans yeah, were yeah. chanting at him. Um, it, it very interesting. Again, many ways they can go with it. Um, I just don't see any reason to turn uh, Edge heel at this point. Not so yet. So I think he's gonna call it down the middle. And I have I have uh, Roman ultimately taking this. I still I have a kept one on one Roman versus something uh, screwy is brewing. You can feel it in the air. Can you not? I smell the Folgers coffee and it smells like controversy and I love it. I don't particularly know what's going to happen. My the smart money says Roman Reigns, some type of screwy finish edge inadvertently does something to Daniel Bryan. But at the same time, Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. And woo, he has been the driving part of this entire build. And he's doing such good work. Listen, we're going to get an amazing match. That's what I know. That's what I know. I would love it if Daniel Bryan won. Smart money says Roman Reigns. Uh, I bet you this much. Roman Reigns taps out at Fastlane. You're you're hearing it right here and right now. Uh, In the interest of fairness, I do want to do this because I do think it is important I do want to quickly run over the NWA back for the attack uh, pay-per-view. We will not give predictions to this because they are basically starting back up after, you know, sort of being uh, on the outs for a year. But if you want to watch the NWA back for the attack pay-per-view, you are more than welcome to do it. And Uh, encouraged, as a matter of fact. Yeah, you're encouraged to do it. Uh, It's going to be available on, on Fight TV uh and uh and you know i I would definitely they put forth a great product as well so for the national title we have trevor murdoch taking on chris adonis formerly known as chris 
masters, the masterpiece uh, of WWE fame. That should be a good match. Chris has worked himself in tremendous shape, and he's also a very, very good wrestler now. You have Tyrus uh, versus J.R. Kratos. Now, Tyrus uh, was in WWE, if some of you may remember. He was uh, the funk, you had the Funkadactyls, uh, you know, he's Brodus Clay, so that's who Tyrus is. Also under a lot of investigation for sexual assault claims uh, and stuff like that. And you have Elijah Burke, the Pope, or as you may have remembered him as, um, uh, goodness gracious, he was Elijah Burke uh, in NWA, or I'm sorry, in WWE uh, versus Tom Latimer for the NWA World Television title. Uh, Tom Latimer was, of course, in TNA under the name Brom. Uh, very, very good guy. Should be interesting. Next match, you have Thunder Rosa versus Camille. Uh, and that's a singles match to determine the number one contender for the NWA World's Women's Championship. And that is going to be uh, a barn burner. That much I can guarantee you. Camille is a very impressive specimen. Thunder Rosa is one of the best in the world. Should Camille be is the guy. only woman I, and, 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 and she's a beautiful lady, but I have no problem describing as a brick shed house because she is built. Yeah. She's she built. is absolutely she, yeah. She is yeah, built yeah. like she can destroy both of us, me and yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and 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 I'd be happy to be destroyed without question. The woman, the woman is an absolute specimen. Uh, I'm I'm sure she could bench press me easily. It it'd probably be light work for her. Uh, the next match that we have: Crimson Jack Stane versus Jordan Clearwater and Slice Boogie. Crimson and Jack Stane have been with NWA for a long time. Jack Stane actually a former NWA world's heavyweight wrestling champion and in our main event it is going to be the national treasure the dealer nick aldis the nwa world's heavyweight wrestling champion carrying the 10 pounds of gold versus aaron stevens or damian sandow as some of you may know him uh from wwe now aaron stevens is dedicating this match to the late fallen josephus um who also went by the question mark they were actually the tag team champions before uh, Josephus is passing. So it's going to be interesting. Aaron says, no games, no gimmicks. He is going there to win the world's title from a man who's been holding it for three years. So again, uh, you're heavily encouraged to check that one out as well. I believe it happens like four o'clock. So in theory, you could actually watch both. You can check out uh, Back for the Attack and then check out Fastlane. If you want to make it a whole day of wrestling, you can. And why would it's not like you have anywhere else to go? Exactly. Pandemic is still here. Let's not be mistaken. But I do want to do this real quick thing, our match of the week. Um, so I, I do want to encourage you all and also encourage Mike. And when Mike gives me a suggestion, I'll do the same. Check out a match from the past that I think a lot of people should see. The match that I'm going to suggest is Sting versus William Regal from Slamboree 1996. Uh, it's one of the better matches that William Regal ever had in WWE it, or WCW rather. It, honestly, it's not it's not a, the type of match that you would expect from Sting. Um, it is certainly not the type of match that you would expect him to have with William Regal. It really, really showcases Regal and uh, really, really showcases his skill set. And if it weren't for the NWA coming in, I do believe that a really big push was in store uh, for William Regal. It's an excellent, excellent match. Uh, Regal looks like a star. Uh, Sting is incredibly giving yet athletic. And that was during the time period of like, 94 to 96 Sting was just churning out amazing amazing matches every single Monday night on Nitro whether they were eight minutes or 15 minutes and then at the pay-per-view he'd do the same thing so please check out that match again it's Sting versus William Regal from Slamboree 1996 if you have the network it's available there 
I actually, again, I will give my match of the week as well. Real quick, yes. mine is yeah. going to be, I don't need to talk about it too much. It's the only meeting of Steven Regal and Samoa Joe. Yes. You just reminded me. And uh, it just it's very interesting to see how Steven Regal is somebody who I kind of thought of as like a smaller guy, very technical, you know, and obviously he has gotten more of a, a funny gimmick from his, uh, especially from his um, WWE days. But he looks like a total badass against Samoa Joe, who you come, we've come to associate as a bully. But yeah. Samoa Joe is working babyface. Steven Regal is dominating him for most of the match. And it's kind of ridiculous to just how big and tough and also just obviously how well technically sound Steven Regal was. He was clearly a ring, a match general in that match. So yeah. I think uh, if you want to do a little Steven Regal appreciation, uh, then I think those two matches are kind of a good starting point. Yeah, he's really and one of the he's one of the best ever. Without it is finally time for us to check out John Cena's Instagram. And I would you look at the time? Yeah, we are ladies and gentlemen. Time. We are uh, out of time. We have been going over for I won't believe close to seventy minutes, and we're uh, just out of tape. We're out of Zoom. We are out yep. of mics. We are I'm out of drinks. Yeah, uh, we gotta wrap have, it up. You have got to go. Yeah, uh, Legion, please give us a like. Please subscribe to the channel. Please give us a review. Um, and yeah, it's just listen. It's two guys knowing about wrestling, but like we're doing better than anybody else out there. Let's be honest. Facts. Um, Facts. please enjoy Fastlane, enjoy NWA pay-per-view, enjoy New Japan Cup, uh, and uh, have a have a great week. Take care, guys.